trail head full of zombies I met a strange lady, she made me nervous She took me in and gave me breakfast And she said, do you come from a land down under? Doom Nation, we are back with another episode of the Two Doom Men podcast. As always, it's Skaggs and your captain, and we are back in, in the shack. In the flesh. Yes. yes. After a weir- weird yeah. two weeks of, of uh, COVID run-ins and yeah. problems up the wazoo. But you know what? We pumped out, what, like three, four shows? We did, yeah. So, we played it safe. We you know, played it safe in the meantime. Can't complain. You gotta do what we gotta do. But uh, here we are. As always, guys, Doom Nation, thank you for joining us. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Button's right there, right there. Just click it. Those subscribes are important. So what do we got on the docket today? Because it has been crazy. Yeah, like like every other week. Yeah. <laughs> we should go back and see how many times we I've started. started the show off with, like, it has been crazy. Yeah. Well, it's good to see you in person again. Yes, I know. I hate, I hate doing uh, the Zoom virtual, and man. virtual stuff. Yep. Um, and you, at least you got to hang out with Shane. Like, I got nothing. Yeah. You got nobody. Nobody loves <laughs> Nothing. You. All right. Um, so, well, first, well, first, let's circle back and uh, let's get your thoughts on Afghanistan, especially after I spoke with Scott yes. Horton. Great, had, great yeah, effing interview. You had work, was... so unfortunately you couldn't be there. So I want to get your thoughts on the whole situation. Uh, I think one of the main things we're going to talk about tonight is Australia going full Nazi. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's been something interesting. And then I had notes on the $1.2 trillion spending bill uh, from like two weeks ago, but all this crazy stuff has happened and it's completely yeah. been and lost I think, in the trends. I, I still think have it notes, got voted so, on today. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's, no, it's, it's contingent upon the other spending bill of three point something. <laughs> The uh, re- reconciliation bill. So we're just jumping bill. from spending bills to spending bills. It's it's contingent upon another reconciliation bill being passed for it to be finalized. Right. But, I mean, I, I put a lot of work into, into the <laughs> notes, so I figured let's just talk so about it. So we got to get it out there. Yeah, and, and then whatever, anything else you want to uh, bring I'm up. I'm sure we'll come up with a few things. Um, congratulations. Today is August 24th and it was como's last day in office he is out but the only problem i have is the lieutenant governor what's her name kathy holkel kathy holkel has now been sworn in as the governor of new york which is fine i have no problems with it but right away across social media across all of mainstream media the first female governor of new york has just been sworn she she didn't win an election to become to get into this position. Right. She was just in the right position at the right time when a governor had to leave in disgrace. Yeah, a douchebag had to sexually assault, you know. Yeah, nine women for this to happen. Women for it to happen. Yeah. So, I mean, good luck. We'll yeah. see. We'll see what happens. I mean, no. you don't get into these positions without blood on your hands, but yeah, uh that's that's obviously just, true. She didn't win an election. I don't know what we're getting all crazy for. Yep. All right, so uh, into the mix of things. So let's start off with, uh, let's circle back to what, you know, I know you watched um, my interview with Scott Horton. Yes. So, uh, like, I haven't, I mean, we've talked here and there on text, but then mm-hmm. I always tell you, like, I'm saving my, I'll save my save bullets. Save my bullets, yeah. When we're, uh, when we're on the show. 
So, uh, you know, what are your thoughts on, on Afghanistan? I mean, I'm sure there's so many. I know. Like, have. I was like the entire drive up here. I was like listening to other like information and thinking about, you know, what I want to present. And there has been so much presented. I don't even know how to like tackle this. First off, I mean, we've been lied to about everything, mm-hmm. everything. I mean, even down to the reports that were being given to the generals or the reports that generals were giving to the press were just lies. You know, oh, we're moving forward. The the tal- um, the Afghan army that we're building, they're doing great. They're doing great. They're, they're drug addicts and homeless people. Like Scott said, how they were just trying to, and you said it, they were just trying to get three, three hot meals. Three hots in a cot. Yeah. <clears throat> These were weak men that had no heart in it. Of course, the second like this was over, they were going to desert. They were never in it to win it. And we continuously pumped money into people who we knew, without a doubt, had, were not in it to win it. Yeah. They had also no national pride. pride. Nothing. You know, no... They had... The Taliban, say what you want about them, they have, like, a purpose to their mission, you know? They are a stable section of Afghanistan. Right, and, you know, like, they believe in something, and that's why they won, you know what I mean? Yeah. Without us propping up their opposition, you know, we were not... um, Or us sending our own men there to counter them, this was was what was going to happen. Yeah. Regardless. Um, Professor Giordano made a great point with saying... We tried to democratize a country that isn't even united. It has, you know, X, Y, and Z number of different tribes within the country. And within those tribes are their own subsects. And each one of those tribes and, you know, communities that are created have their own beliefs. It's not like when you go into, you know, like Japan, where it is one people that have been around for centuries upon centuries. This is a broken country that is fine being broken. You just need the stability between the two of them. Democratizing, you're basically trying to democratize several smaller inner countries in one big country, and none of them believe the same thing. It almost probably, I mean, you know, again, I think I said this to Scott, I'm no expert in Afghanistan's, you know, nationalities, but it doesn't sound like it's a place that should be Afghanistan. It sounds like it should be a place of smaller states based upon the tribal, you know, lines and and whatnot in the areas. And, uh, you know, but it's not. So the most powerful tribe of the of the region is yeah. gonna is gonna win out. It's 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 even if it, even say, if it yeah. was separate yeah. states, who's to say the Taliban wouldn't take over those other yeah. separate states anyway? It, it's savage to say that it's like just a big gang turf and gang wars and stuff, but it's basically what it is and that's how it's playing out. And you know, you've you've been a big um proprietor of like we don't need to be there. Like and I agree with you after listening to the interview I, I you know was definitely enlightened more because the way um the way Scott presented it is the way the news should truly be presented. Here are facts, A, B, C, not, oh, well, you know, Donald Trump likes A, so A is bad, but Biden likes B and C, so we're going to only talk about B and C and talk. No, here are the facts. This is what is going on. No ulterior motive where, because right away I'm worried about looking weak or we need to run back to another war you know the warmongering right side and stuff like that when you're presented with the facts of how it went down 
you, you start to lose all that. You start to lose the animosity. The one thing that I'm confused on, I think I got it, but we had to leave those weapons and vehicles no matter what. Because yeah. from- it's, a, it's, a, it's a contradiction, right? Because people are saying, the, the criticism is, well, or people are saying, well, well why didn't we blow up the, uh, the weapons or the Humvees or the helicopters that were left behind? Well, it's not, those were not necessarily like our soldiers' equipment, like personally. Right. It was equipment that we gave to the Afghan army that they needed to fight the Taliban. Yes. If we blew up that stuff, they'd have had no stuff been to fight defenseless. the Taliban, and they would have fallen to the Taliban. I mean, they fell to the Taliban anyway, Yeah. but I don't, like, that argument doesn't make a lot of yeah. sense, because then you'd still be complaining at, about the same thing, that the Taliban right. took over. So, from from everything that I've been listening to and reading up on, basically, the military-industrial complex had all their contractors say, oh, we're going to build an army? Well, I have a contract yes. for you, and I'm going to make all your Humvees, and in the final years, you're going to pay me $10 billion to make the most Humvees, and we're going to give it to them. You're the M4 guy. Let's do that. You know, Joe Schmo is the, the communications radios guys. These guys have these huge contracts. Right, right. So they spent all they- these billions and billions to give it to them, and they lost it in an instant because they invested in guys that ha- did not care it just so the point being though is they couldn't have blown up those weapons and those humvees because and then what were they going to do like target the afghan army for airstrike like yeah. they were, while they're on the base with the equipment like yes or or when the taliban got there target them and and uh, like upscale the war again i know that's like trump's argument of i would hit them hard yeah if they took an inch past what i agreed with them i would hit them hard yeah bro but then you're gonna like re-escalate the war well again but, and but we've been talking since the trump administration that something's going to happen to re-escalate the war you know what i mean whether whether baking, trump was gonna do it or baking. biden was gonna do it you know what i mean like i kind of feel like what we're seeing now is what we were predicting in saying Something's going to happen because Biden right away. And you know what? I'm glad he agreed with the Taliban to the August 31st, you know, evacuation. Really? Okay. Because it just shows how weak Joe Biden okay. is. You, it's, okay. You mind fucked me there. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? I, we sat here for a year. We tried to be unbiased. We and yes, we ended up on one side of the fence more times than other. But it's not like the non-experts here didn't tell you that Joe Biden was a bad pick. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, fine, Trump wasn't a better pick, but we warned you, and you guys looked at us like we the again, ones two heads. At, at least in my opinion, it was the pick of the giant douche yeah, and, the turd, and the sh- sa- yeah. turd sandwich. Um, I'll, I'm still going to give Biden credit, though, for actually following through and ending this war, because back on St. Patrick's Day, I had said, there's no way, it's all BS. Not over yet. Right, but it, but for the most part, he's chosen to end it. I know if you want to get into conspiracy theories, which we can, he's chosen to end it. And I want to point back to how you, you made a comment before about how you know the, the media would cover Trump one way and they'll cover for Biden another way. They're not covering for him here. Yeah, you're they're, right. Actually, they're crucifying him. CNN, all the all the people who usually cover for him are completely roasting him, and that stands out to me, right? Because. I'm, Interesting. I'm, I'm not. I don't have Biden derangement syndrome. He just sucks. But I'm taking his decision here of actually ending the war as a good one. The execution of the plan to get the you know of extending it to 9/11 that sucked, right? That was a political move instead of yeah. a 
you know, like a, a regular one. Uh, and the fact that they had more time to withdraw and did a worse job seems counterintuitive yeah. to me. That so so he he deserves obviously legitimate criticism for that. But he did end the war, and he's taking a lot of shit from the press because let's be real, the press, the corporate press, is in cahoots with the military yep. industrial complex, and you're not allowed to end wars, never. If you will, even if we're your best friend, even if you're the puppet president, which Joe Biden is, he he went and made the decision to end the war. Just like Trump also went and made the decision to end the war. Remember how they lied to yep. him about the you know like the the military lied to him about the, what was the troop on? levels. Yeah. So like there's there's fuckery right when it comes to ending a war. It doesn't even matter if the president is your guy yeah. that you installed in there. He still has some way to make decisions on his own that could go against the grain. And they don't want that. They don't like that, you know? Yeah, it's... it's something, real quick, something I didn't get have enough time to talk to Scott about with either is that there's like four or five other wars going on yep. in the area, in Syria, in Sudan, in uh, in Libya, and in those other uh, conflicts, on, in some of them, especially the ones in Africa, we fought on the same side as Al-Qaeda. Almost to the fact that like we're we're bombing, yeah. we're we're like serving as their air force. So the whole thing is just a big fucking honeypot money grab. It's it, the one thing I have determined from all of this. It's one hundred percent nefarious. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's all, and you know a good point I heard was, and I was talking to you about before. The military isn't designed to win anymore. The military, it's just it's just broken garbage policy. It's critical race theory now. You yeah. saw what General Milley said He's, about he wants to understand white rage. Maybe you should have been fucking understanding how to build a better force in Afghanistan yeah. over your fucking imagined white rage critical race theory he, bullshit. He is probably one of the most corrupt out there. Because he, he lied for the past 15 years about the progress being made in Afghanistan. He should be they held. Did, yeah. he, Someone should lose their job. Yeah, there obviously. is so much. There's so many people, Biden included, that should be held accountable for what is going on here. Mm -hmm. This is I, I, a blunder beyond like, you know, like, it's amazing how badly this administration fucked it up. But it's not just this administration because this has been going on since Bush. You know what I mean? Like we've been lied to from the start even like um we should probably play that little speech jimbo from the last slice uh said. Oh, I, I put it on our uh yeah check yes. that out i put it on our social medias where you know it's 20 years later we still didn't find these weapons of mass destruction that we were well that's promised. iraq but yeah but but that's that's how it, it started and, yeah and then like you and scott were talking about how they just they kept Osama alive so they could tie whoever the, genius. By the yes, way, they used him as the carrot on the stick. Right? Yes, they they kept him just out of reach of the special operators. Didn't give the special operators enough of what they needed, and then they can conflate Al Qaeda with the yeah. Taliban with Saddam. And when you really one thing I've really learned from Scott is like when you look at it like logically, that doesn't make any sense. Al Qaeda, the Taliban are like Islamic fundamentalists believers and they weren't necessarily friends either right and then saddam is like a godless monarch yeah. king who doesn't have even a beard he wears a, a french beret you know he only really he, like. he only <laughs> really worshiped himself yeah. he's not he was not aligned at all with with the people who attacked us right. on 9 11 he's not a good guy right is the world better with him gone yeah maybe 
right? Maybe it would have maybe that place would have been even better with just the brutal dictator there, but it would have been more I don't know. I can't, you know, armchair quarterback the last 20 years. But he still wasn't a good guy, but he wasn't al-Qaeda and he yeah. didn't have any fucking math, weapons of mass destruction. That was a complete lie and everyone was like conned into the rah-rah America like we got fucked yep. on 9-11 we gotta go and smash something that's where the and, war dogs yes, came in and yeah. the shit is still people are still doing that right now they still are they can't I, it's so frustrating that people are like still in that yeah. mentality and it's it's being applied right now to the to the withdrawal which is a giant fuck up but we have to like keep in mind you know, everything you know I what it is I want to you on the withdrawal we'll talk about that but good. you know what it, what it is with the that war cry it's just the lack of education. They don't... So like I said, I really like the way Scott presents his materials because it, here it is. There's no political agenda. It's just the facts, facts delivered to you. And the people who are going off on their each side, it, they are not educated in even knowing that there's other ways or other reasons. It's just noise. Yes. It's, you know, CNN, Fox, whoever, they give you a 10-minute clip on the past 20 years of corruption. You know what I mean? Like right. in the time frame that they talk about this, even though it's like three times an hour now, it's still the same thing. It's still Project Mockingbird where each person says just about the same thing. They're not, you know, the grand scope of it, like Scott was presenting to you, like I listened to Professor Giordano about like, this is huge. This goes way deeper than the 10-minute segment on right. CNN. Even like, if me and you spent the next three weeks you know, talking about it, we would, would never be able to just you know, scratch the surface. The re- Scott's literally been yeah. working on this stuff since it happened. I was going to yeah. say, the research alone would take another yeah. 10, he 20 years. He wrote two years. books yeah. about it. Yeah, it's not, it's not an easy topic to break down. So, uh, yeah. One of the one of the and that's how I'm sorry to interrupt, but that's how everybody views it. They go, "Oh, I know it's fucked up and it's confusing, but right, like they saber rattle, yeah. They're just like it's confusing. I get it, like and just and they go off to do what they want, right? And let's apply that now to the withdrawal situation, right? Because yes, there's the this uh, what is it, the 31st deadline? Yeah, next Monday or Tuesday, um, right? That that everybody has to be out of there by. And uh, it's an interesting scenario. We're not generals here. We're not military trained, but like, I don't see how that's even physically possible. It's to, not it's- to get the people who are apparently behind, outside of the airport, to the airport, flown out of there, and then also remove the equipment that is that does belong to our soldiers in the airport, etc. That's going to take a lot of time. So, I don't know what the answer is here. Right? Do we say to the Taliban? Fuck you. We're going to do what we want. We're going to stay as long as it takes to remove everybody. And then that becomes the excuse to remain there and keep that uh, airfield as a presence for mm-hmm. another couple months. Maybe the Taliban get mad. They start firing at our guys, kill a few. Now we can retaliate, blow them up, and the whole thing cycles back into another troop surge, and the war continues for another 10 fucking years. But at the same time, there's apparently Americans that are stuck that need to be retrieved. And I don't know how to get them out of there, and, they're, and they're, I don't know. I don't know how to navigate the situation correctly. But I'm trying to like. Biden is going to mark my fuck words. It up, I'm sure. But. Mark my words. I've said this from the start of this particular situation. Biden is going to leave those people for dead. They trust me. They are all. They are all as good as dead. First and foremost, Jen, uh, this uh, press secretary, Saki. Jen Saki. She has doubled and tripled down on the fact that 
they are not in immediate danger, that they're not. Yeah, I just saw something before where she was like, you know, we're not going to leave everybody behind. And then the next, very next day, she says, you know, there's no way we're going to be able to get everybody out of there or something like that. Their new catchphrase, and start listening for this, is we are going to get everyone out of there who wants to leave. You really mean to tell me that there is a percentage of these American people in Afghanistan who want to stay? Okay. No, no, of course. If the so, Americans, I'm sure, right. Nobody. We wants can't to get a straight number. It's been ten thousand, twelve thousand, fifteen thousand Americans over there. That, yeah, that we're being told we will get everyone out who wants to leave. So it's just an excuse to cover up that. Oh, there's still five thousand people there. Well, they all wanted to stay. No, you left them to die. You know what I was also thinking? How do we even know that that's true? Yeah. How do On we even know that. that there really is that many Americans behind enemy lines still? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, maybe I don't know. I have no inside information, and also I'm not on the ground there. I don't know, but how do we know that that's like not being used to pressure to stay there? Or, yeah, I don't know. You, there's no, I have no trust anymore. No, in the no, government, and no one obviously, should. So I don't know. You know, sorry, I don't know, but I don't know. I mean, my course of action, it's going to collapse no matter what. You know, whichever way we go. So me being patriot and american i don't want to see any of our americans get left behind that's yeah, fucked course, up yeah you know the the pow flag the the black and white vietnam yeah. pow flag my father was in vietnam he explained that to me they left american soldiers in wooden hut cages in no-name villages in the middle of vietnam and packed up and left said, see you later, goodbye. These were American soldiers who got drafted to fight this. They didn't even show up to sign up. They got dragged to war. You see why? In Ladies' Night, we said that the draft is immoral and yeah. wrong and there shouldn't exist, but good. So my father, who witnessed Vietnam, explained to me what the POW flag represented. So I can't allow, whether they want to stay or not, I'll even give Saki the fucking benefit of the doubt here. Whether That, that they don't want to stay? Right. So I would, you know, my, my approach to this would tell the, uh, excuse me, the Taliban straight up, fuck you, we're getting everyone out if it takes a month or whatever. And then, yes, they're going to attack. That's going to try and, for the... For the military-industrial complex and the contractors, they're going to want to continue the war longer. But if I was president or if I was in Biden's shoes, I would say fuck you to the Taliban to show there is some balls in his fucking pants, just just an inkling of a raisin or something. And then once we're done with that operation while we are fighting off the Taliban pack up and leave because you're just going to give up the land to the taliban anyway whichever way we do it let's just do it where no as few americans you know captive american captive americans get you know killed yeah i know what you mean so my 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 thoughts are i don't trust them to pull off that you think they'll just fail at that mission too or well they'll fail probably because biden's administration Mm -hmm. fails at everything but they'll like my original point they'll just use that to continue justifying continuing the war and then at the same time I'm also looking at the airport withdrawal situation as kind of like a hostage situation, right? And while the Taliban might not be, I mean, maybe they are, maybe they aren't, I'm not on the ground, I don't know, like holding Americans at gunpoint, like one-on-one, they kind of are in terms of like your operations over here, here's my mouse pad, this is the airport, and then all the Americans are over here. And then in between, 
is the Taliban circling this thing. So, like, your hostages are out here, you're the police, you're over here, and you got to negotiate with the guys holding them hostage. If you decide, as the police, fuck it, we're going to send in the SWAT team and, and uh, flashbang the the, uh, yeah. the house, etc., a yeah, lot of those hostages are going to die, yeah. right? Because the, the hostage uh, takers are going to just start killing people because, you know, you've, you've violated that, yeah. you know, whatever it is. Again, I don't know what the right answer is, right? But I'm trying to keep people's minds here in perspective. It really is a fuck situation. And that could ultimately trace back to Biden's poor management of the withdrawal and the extension to 9-11. How, again, they extended it and made it worse makes no sense. If you gave yourself more time to do something, you'd think the product would come out better. If I gave myself a week to edit the podcast videos, <laughs> it'd be the best podcast video you'd ever seen. But normally I do it in, in the course of yeah, one night, night right? Yeah. So... I don't know, dude. I don't know it's, what the answer is. It's whatever, no matter what happens, though, Biden's going to look like shit. Yeah. But keep in mind that ending the war was good. That's the way I view it as. I mean, congratulations for that for him, but it's his gold star out of all this. But yeah, he, this is what, you know, so many people have screamed to try and wake up to people that he wasn't, he wasn't fit for office. He isn't fit for office, you know. The answer to what this really is, is everything, every institution is broken. Yeah. The military, the media, the White House, FBI, the Congress, just, CIA. Yeah, the Department of Justice, it's just top to bottom broken. And they literally forced to forced America to put in the worst guy possible to run yeah. a completely broken machine. Maybe they're losing their grip. On, on the whole, do you ever Could heard be, of you ever heard of uh, a sect of libertarians called collapsitarians? No, collapsitarians are basically libertarians who believe we there's nothing we could do. We can't fix it. <laughs> the faster the whole government co collapses. collapses and the country collapses, the better. Because once it does, we could start from scratch and start over. I don't agree with that. I don't think yeah, it's, a, but I don't think it's a good thing. I think we should try and reform the system from within and, and as best as we possibly can. But there are people who believe yeah. like, like good. Good. Yeah, just let the it, more chaos, the more let this, it burn. Yeah. The more like the agencies go crazy and do crazy shit. The the you know like the more they're reaching at straws. And good, the faster it collapses, the better, because that's the only way. That's just what yeah. some people believe. I don't a quick, you know, just a, a quick way to a revolution. Oh my goodness! Oh, Jesus, I tried yeah. moving in. Yeah, I hope you guys can hear me good because my, in my ears, my, uh, my you sound fine. Sound fine. So you hear me good? Okay, good. Uh, speaking of the CIA, let's let's wrap up uh, Afghanistan here with some interesting news. Oh, that this one that today. you showed me today. And this this one, I'm sure you could start you could start uh, forming your tinfoil hat yeah. now if you want. While I read this, uh, so this is from uh, the New York Post and uh, CIA CIA Director William Burns reportedly held secret meeting with Taliban leader. That was this morning. Uh, he held a secret meeting in Afghanistan Monday with the Taliban's de facto leader Abdul Ghani Baradar. He's the highest uh, level diplomatic encounter since the militant group toppled the government in Afghanistan. Uh, President Biden set the top U.S. spy to meet him in, uh, in Kabul uh, as the administration continues to evacuate American citizens and allies. Uh, the CIA declined to comment on the meeting, but discussions between Burns, one of, the Biden, one of Biden's most experienced diplomats, and Baradar likely involved the August 31st deadline. Um, a CIA rep would also not confirm the meeting to the press, saying that the agency never discusses the director's travels. I saw the Taliban also denied this meeting happened, or like uh, at some point this afternoon. 
The meeting fucking happened. In my opinion, <laughs> the meeting happened. It's the fucking it's shady because it's the spook, the, the king the spook of yeah. the CIA going to meet with the Taliban. Was he there to really try and negotiate extending the deadline? Maybe. Was he there to negotiate some other shady shit? I don't know. I, why would you send the CIA guy? The optics of that. I mean, they're not deni- everyone's denying it, right? So but they're saying a it never story, happened. Then but how the story came story? out right? because yeah. shit leaks. It's, it's hard to uh to, to keep something like that under it's, wraps. Boy, yeah. that is sketchy. We we always talk about the establishment. We always talk about when the establishment says you should like this person, you should listen to this person, you probably shouldn't listen to them. The CIA is involved. They're one of the agencies where if they say the sky is blue, I can promise you the sky is no longer blue. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like night, it's nighttime. Yeah, they have. They will always give you the opposite. They will always. Lie. I don't think there's anything truthful left about them. So yeah, I'm going to say that if they're denying a meeting, there was a meeting. Yeah. You know, who knows what it could have been about? Right. For all we know, they could have been a meeting where it's like, all right, yeah, we're going to pull out on the 31st, but we're still going to be here. We're not going to talk right. about it. Like, right. Right. Maybe, maybe we'll, we're going to have a covert, you know, who yeah. knows? It could also have something to do with the fucking, the heroin trade there. It, and the you know what it could fields. have been? The, you know, the CIA did, you know, trade drugs with the narco, narcos, right? And in, uh, in South America in the 80s, it's not out of there wheelhouse they're it, experts in this stuff did he secure a deal to like make sure that we keep a lock or the cia keeps a lock yeah. on the opium you know yeah for all we know the cia could have been delivering the paycheck thank you guys for doing what we asked you to do too, here's right. your here is your paycheck right. and you know fuck off have yeah. a great life that's what, I, that's what i posted on our story i was like oh you know making sure that they remained controlled opposition yeah. Yeah. for the next 20 years so you know we're going to give you guys a respite and we won't fight a war for you for like a couple months, but we'll be back <laughs> yeah. and just be, you know, like you'll profit from it, you know, particularly Baradar or whatever. Oh my God. Yeah, just give that a tappy. So who knows, dude, but it's it's sketchy that this, they sent the CIA top dog there. So final question for this. We predicted that like we weren't going to be leaving Afghanistan. Something was going to happen that would make us extend the war. Do you think that's what we're witnessing right now? I don't know. How can I really say? I, I, I think I, it is. I mean, you think you, you think what's happening is going to extend the yeah, war? Yeah, because Trump made it possible. I'm not praising Trump because I'm sure there would still have been some type of blunder, and regardless, the media would have spun it to be the worst of thing course, in the world anyway. True. So that doesn't matter. Oh boy, where was I going with it? I feel like Trump made it possible to end the war in Afghanistan, and. I mean, we know the establishment hates him, and he hates the establishment. He made it presentable. Like, look, this is a viable option. We can end the war in Afghanistan. And they, the the establishment was like, fuck, okay, so how are we? what are we going to do to fix this? All right, well, when Biden gets in, he's going to scrap that great plan that would end the war. Well, you could have your own opinion on that. You know, he's going to scrap this plan, and we're going to put in this really shitty plan, and we're going to make sure that the Taliban takes over. Don't worry, the CIA is already over there in cahoots with the Taliban. You know what I mean? And this will be, and then you guys will attack us, or they trick the Taliban because, you know, the CIA will do that to right. any country around right. the world. Right. And we'll have another 20-year war because of it. Yeah, I mean it's easy to make to connect those dots, yeah. right? Uh, I mean gonna, it's all tinfoil hat, but yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say no because I spoke with an actual expert and I pretty much asked him the same question and watched other stuff Scott was talking about and he does believe that this is the end. This is it. So okay. what do I, I mean? Know? It'd be nice. I'm though. not an expert. Spoke to one. Yeah. Gonna go with his assessment of it. But maybe you're right. Yeah. yeah, it would be nice though to. But you know what? Then like if we're leaving, 
I want to see like this. Like we don't need to do another spending bill. We could just take the money that we were using from uh-huh. for paying. Wait till we get to my spending. Yeah. We'll, we'll save the boring shit for All right. the the, uh, the spending bill stuff. But we'll we'll see what to get that. Let's go to the land down under Australia. I don't. Yeah. I can't do a good Australian accent, so I'm not yeah, going to try. I'm not going to try either. But uh, yeah, uh, shit's gotten crazy there. They went from. Uh, I mean. Did they go from zero to Nazi real quick? I mean, they've been Nazi almost, you know, with this whole COVID situation from the onset. You know what What screws me in this situation is I'm not up to current events in Australia. I'm, you know, I'm no historian of Australia. I couldn't tell you what Australia has been doing for the past five years compared to the next 20 years. So I don't, what's curious to me is like, how did we get this far? That you're like, all right, concentration camps. I know Let's how. go. It's because they gave up their guns in the 90s. And it set them up for failure in terms of resisting the government overreach. Yeah, in the well, and that's also something that also bewilders me, too. Because so we, when we, me and you always talk about the Second Amendment and the need for guns and stuff, we always show that like people in the city who don't need to fend for themselves or who aren't walking out into a backyard where a black bear could be, they have this Which no happened here. Yeah, yeah. They have this no understanding. They have no understanding that sometimes you do need a gun. Yeah. Sometimes there's situations where you need to be protected. Our friend sent us that horrific video of the guy getting attacked with the hatchet in the ATM section. Oh my god. Section. Yeah, that was- you, but you know what, though? If that guy who got attacked had a gun on him, he would have been arrested for defending himself against a brutal hatchet attack because it happened in New York. You know what I mean? Like, right, he couldn't there, really have a gun to begin yes, with. Yeah. There's situations where the, you like it or not that calls for the need of guns. And when you're in a rural part of America where you could run into a wolf or a mountain lion, you really need it. In Australia, everything is trying to kill you. Yeah. Every animal... you. Even in your home, a scorpion could get into your house and kill you. Mm-hmm. You know, like why? So, 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 yeah, you're right. There, there is obviously a practical need for having guns, like bears in the backyard, like kangaroos wanting to punch your head off, yeah. or like guys attacking you in the ATM vestibule with a machete. And then there's the ideological need of to resist the government, right? From what I understand about Australia, is like they do still have grandfathered in like hunting guns okay but like this the culture of the second amendment and gun ownership and concealed carry and you know this is a check on the government that's gone you know that that doesn't exist anymore but they still just do they still do have like like joe biden says you don't need an ar-15 to shoot to shoot a deer no you might actually in certain scenarios you might actually use some of those guns in certain areas you could hunt with that but uh you know that's you know just because some people have hunting rifles doesn't mean that they have like the same gun ownership aspect right. that, that we have here. Um, what's crazy about Australia? I didn't take that many notes on like their whole lockdown situation. It's really but, just our opinion at this point. Yeah, I mean, one thing that's crazy is that the videos I've posted on TikTok. <laughs> wow, they got a lot of attention, especially from people in Australia. So I've kind of gotten... Yes, I've been reading some of yes. the comments. I was like, this guy's not... He's talking English, but not right. like... Right, mates. Yeah. You see people are saying yeah. mates and then sharing their personal experiences. So that's been interesting. I've been like uh, I've been like harvesting that for some like information. And, and yeah, some of them agree. Like, it's fucked. The situation is fucked. And then some of them are all for it. Yes. Some of them are all oh, for lock goodness. me down. Keep me in the home. Govern me harder, yeah. daddy. You know, 
Um, Holy, that's the what's, crazy part. What's crazy about it, right? This is this is what I understand about Australia. They they originally went crazy with the lockdowns, very strict, lifted them, and then reenacted them over a very small amount of cases from the onset. I think a couple of weeks ago, uh, one of the regions that like nine hundred thousand people live in had one person die from COVID, and they locked everything down. You were not allowed to leave your home. Etc. Except for like the bare essential stuff. My okay, and now since then apparently they've had more cases. Whatever. The thing is, you're gonna immediately go full totalitarian, lock everything down off of one death, right? How easily can that be co-opted or falsified, right? Anytime something's happening, you could just say somebody died from COVID. Lock everything down, and and that's like um, that's like the bare minimum here. I'm saying like they just shouldn't do that. Uh, that's aside from the fact that lockdowns don't work, they they make no sense, etc. Um, where am I going with this? Um, <laughs> it, it, it's just crazy, dude. You know, like it it it's not logical. Like someone got hit by a car, I'm sure, in Australia that same day and died. I don't see yeah. the government locking them down because cars or, are, da- are, are are pulling everybody's licenses because yeah, who who died of drinking too much? And, who died of cigarette? Yeah, you know? and uh, it's illegal. This is the other point I want to make. It's illegal to protest against a lockdown in in Australia. Yeah, shocking. First and foremost, if anyone doesn't think this can happen here, you're a fool. The only thing literally stopping it from happening here is the Second Amendment. You know, you could argue whatever you want. It's a fool's errand. They, I mean, we are not too far behind this. Oh, we're not. Just, just look at New York already. They have their goon. They have yeah. their goon de Blasio. I saw yeah. him on the uh, the news today again saying, no, now it's it. Yep. FDA approval, time to make it man, man, mandatory for everybody. Look, I don't want to even, you know, discuss, like, is the vaccine work? If it doesn't, go talk to your doctor. We're not doctors. Um, but they have. I've come to learn with de Blasio. Sorry to just go off on a tangent here. He's like... The goon that they're sending yeah. out to like he'll say push anything. The most radical position of yes. totalitarianism. Why? Because first of all, he's an activist mayor. He's not a real mayor. Second of all, like he's on his way out. So yeah. there's no there's no to- repercussions for him individually. So you know what? I'm sure there's been a conversation had somewhere. Again, this is completely you know just my opinion. Yeah, go out there and say the craziest shit. Yep. See how far people will go. You know, it's- test the waters. I'll wrap that into Australia as well establishment is testing the waters right new york super liberal blasio will do anything they're testing him like what crazy shit can we say and when people start flipping car we got to draw back for a few weeks they're testing the waters yeah the establishment though in australia is like let's see so like oh they just did the crazy yeah in america in america they have one or two like crazy mayors like saying wild shit but then they're like, all right, let's test full-fledged Nazi lockdowns on Australia. They can't get off that island anyway, and no one can save them. Like, they're, they're testing to see, like, where's the breaking point so, like, they could draw out what they need. But, so, <clears throat> where did I want to go with this? De Blasio really threw me off. Because he's he's insane with... Yeah, he is. He's the goon. He's the goon. Yeah, he's the he hired goon. Just go out there. For, and, even yeah. if you support him... I don't think anybody supports him. You're right. This is like a point I wanted to make. It's another reason why they're just using him as the goon. About like the police in Australia, the people in charge in Australia's parliament, like people who support de Blasio, like 
everyone needs to take a step back. You support de Blasio because that's part of you. You're on the left and you're... You should really step back and go, well, why is, why is the mayor talking about punishing people? Just like the president of France needs to take a step back and be like, whoa, I'm really prepared to starve my people based on whether they should get vaccinated or not. You can't go to the grocery right, right. store. bouncers at like, the uh, supermarkets yeah, now in France. The, the, the president or whatever you call the, the leader in – is it prime minister? Prime or the minister. Okay, yeah, the, we're going to get to him. Prime minister of Australia – you're not taking a step back going like, wow, a city with a couple of million people in, like I locked them in there. Like I sent like the military to surround them. I'm arresting them left and right. And if they don't like it and they try and protest, they get punished even harder. Like these are your people, you know? Like Yeah, it, they are your people, right? And that goes outside the aspect of like, that doesn't even have ethics. to do with the ethics, the aspect of like getting the vaccine. I do think that like, my personal opinion, again, everybody should see their doctor, as Tim Pool says, right? Yep. About getting the vaccine. But, like, I don't think the vaccines, the, the, you might have a different opinion, right? But, like, if you're a very old person and you're very high at risk, like my grandma, for example, I'll use her. She, she doesn't know, she doesn't watch a podcast. So, <laughs> uh, I told her she should probably get vaccinated because she's like 90 years old. You know, she's useful. A lot of people, um, she's useful. She's uh, vulnerable. A lot of people come to see her. So I've recommended to her she should go get the vaccine. She's an old, stubborn Italian woman. She ain't going to do it. Okay, what am I going to do? No. I, I can't force you to do anything because that's my opinion on everything. But what the fuck does that have to do with becoming a totalitarian government? <laughs> Thank and, you. And restricting people's rights and locking and, them in their homes and making them go poor and making them have drug you. addictions and etc. It's, it's such an overstep. I am willing to keep you out of the grocery store so you can't feed your family. You'll never make another dollar again if you just do what I say. Life. This is why we're here. The- yeah. And look, look. Let me get into something that really fucking pissed me off. And you want to talk about? Let's take a step back. Let's talk about what well, happened dogs, to the rescue good. dogs. This is this good is, to bring this. This in. is something that is beyond fucked up. And I'm gonna. And this is points to how. This whole COVID shit has become like cult, sort of, almost it, religious. It's, and that makes it worse, right? We, we've, the follow the science people have replaced God uh, with yeah. COVID, right? Hold on, before you read, this story right here is what the conspiracy theorists have been trying to warn you about COVID. You know, yes, there's this virus. Yes, you could be vulnerable. Yes, the vaccine can help you, you know, but... What we're about to tell you with these, you know, the, they're shooting dogs. They're just using COVID as an excuse to do whatever you want. The kid, the mean kid with the magnifying glass and we're the ants. Like I could burn a hundred today and I could burn 200 more. It's just an excuse to do whatever you want. Yeah. This is personal for me, right? As a person who helps my wife foster dogs and works yeah. with animal rescues. We had two dogs on a podcast a few weeks a week ago. ago. They both got adopted. Finally, great for them. Uh, so let's read this article, right? COVID-19 rescue dogs shot dead in Australia over coronavirus restrictions. Uh, this is from, and I got this from Sky News, which is like not an American news company. I wanted to go as neutral as I possibly could here. Uh, 15 rescue dogs, including 10 puppies, have been shot dead by a rural Australian council under its interpretation of coronavirus restrictions. Berkshire Council in New South Wales destroyed the canines, which which had been at its pound to prevent volunteers and an animal shelter from traveling to pick them up and potentially spreading the virus. The council decided to take this course of action to protect its employees and community, including vulnerable Aboriginal populations from the risk of COVID-19 transmission, the Office of Local Government 
uh, a government watchdog told the Sydney Morning Herald. So the most the the most despicable worst acts in human history have always been done under the guise of it's for the public health. Yeah. The they scroll, murdered scroll back dogs. Up. Dogs. Yep. For, for, pub- for public health. You could have just left them until the lockdown was over. Scroll back up. I'll show you right where. Um... About the top? Yeah, go. Uh, is there more above this? No, this is the top is just the. Uh, All right, now go back down. Here. I'm looking for a specific sentence. Oh, okay. 15 rescue dogs, including 10 puppies, have been shot dead by rural Australian councils under its interpretation of. Of coronavirus restrictions, this is their inter. That's the that's the the crazy part here is everybody gets their own interpretation of COVID. This is the excuse I'm talking about that they use for COVID to do whatever they want. There has been pandemics throughout this country, throughout the world, throughout Australia's history, throughout America's history. There has been terrorist attacks. There has been natural disasters that have killed hundreds upon thousands of people. There's been problems throughout history. It's always been shit, some people say. But under no circumstance, even at like the height of World War II and Nazis taking people over and concentration camps at their fullest, under no circumstance, under any terrible circumstances out there, has there been conditions to be like, all right, let's just start shooting the dogs. You know what I mean? Like I'm sure they has, dude. The Nazis did everything they did. I, the I'm, guise of public health. The fine, I'm sure Nazis. Vermin, according to them. I'm so sure had, Nazis yeah. killed dogs because they're pieces of shit. But like, think of every pandemic. Unless the dog is carrying the virus, like, what justifies shooting the dogs? Because people are going to come and look at the dogs? I have an, I have an, I have an example, actually. Um, in Chernobyl, in, in the Soviet Union, mm-hmm. after the uh, power plants... Uh, melted down. Oh, they went through and killed the animals? And, um, you know, like, the radiation was released into the area. A lot of people fled the area, evacuated, and they left their dogs behind in the panic. Uh, the the Soviet uh, army, the Red Army, went into the area, killed every pet they could find. And the justification was, they're irradiated. We don't want it to spread to other things. Yeah, I get it, but at the same time, they, it, they murdered dogs because of human decisions. I'm gonna say that's a little justifiable, but, I mean, there was actual radiation they're but not, they didn't kill. But like every fucking you know bird, they true. didn't kill yeah, that. I mean, yeah. You know what I mean? It was it was. It was just I a big understand, target. Yeah. but I also it's 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 kind of no. Cruel. It's disgusting. Yeah. It is cruel. But here's here's COVID's excuse to let you do. As long as you're in power, you can do whatever you want to do. And where do you want to go with Australia next? Uh, I got a couple of things. My final point is just this is cult-like shit. Mm-hmm. This has nothing to do with getting vaccinated or taking precautions yep. or trying to make sure people don't get sick. This is cult-like fucking behavior. This and then like when we had the hurricane the other day, the first thing, the first recommendation oh, for some that's people That's not the is, first time. That's I know not- it's not the first time, but like we had the hurricane coming up here. There really wasn't much. And uh, one of the first things, like the public health officials were, rec- or the, the the people in charge were recommending, is go get your in order to stay safe from the hurricane, go get your COVID nineteen vaccine. What that doesn't have anything to do with COVID. A hurricane and COVID have nothing to do with each other. The way I'm looking at it is like that's your prayer to start yeah. off. Your you know like you have to say your prayer like uh, you know in Jesus's name, Amen. Go to the shelter. <laughs> go do this and go get your vaccine. Like these people have become. Cult worship, the COVID, the branch Covidians. Yeah. I've, I've seen people call it right. That's so a great term. They have to signal to to their to their you know their their tribe, uh, their virtue 
by inserting go get your COVID-19 vaccines is something that doesn't have to do with COVID-19. And, you know, they don't even put any nuance behind it. Just go do it. Yeah. Go get caught in the hurricane while you're getting your vaccine. I got some more. uh, Do you want? All right. So there's two more things about Australia. Let's let's get into. Do we want the white pill first or do we want the really black pill? Don't matter to me. I just wanted to know where you wanted to go with it. I had an idea, but we might no, as well. No, you, you want, let's go into your thing first before we go to the two. Because there's the two stories, the one that you gave me, and then I have another one from Australia. Right. Uh, if you want to go through with yeah, we'll start with mine. So I got a little video clip here. Um, I'll have to read the caption because I forget what her name is. But anyway, so they used COVID as a reason to shoot these dogs because that's their interpretation. Yeah. I just want to point out that this is the same... Uh, region also and okay. from the from the dogs on the South States, Wales, New yeah. South Wales. It's the same. Re- so this is this is like the uh, you know this is like what what the uh, the eagle's nest for Hitler yeah. is must be in New South Wales in Australia. Yeah, the the establishment is strong in South Wales. So this is what we want people to realize. This is what we want people to wake up. We're not anti science. We're not anti vaxxers We just want you to wake up because things can get worse. Eventually, they're going to take something from you that you don't want to be taken, and you're going to go, oh, well, how did that happen? And sorry, it's too little too late. You know, Australia, they gave up their guns. There's people for what's going on right now. There's people for, you know, the building of camps. There's people for these lockdowns. Yeah, they are building. Yeah, they're, they're super excited to be locked down and restricted again. If you don't want to have basic human rights, then I guess you don't deserve to have basic human. You know what I mean? Like if if the people of Australia want to fold, then you but know so be it. No, you're right, they don't. But there's the people who do. Like you deserve what you're going to get. So anyway, COVID's an excuse to do whatever you want. The state pr- uh, premier yeah. of New South Wales in Australia, I I can't read that far. My eyes are shut. The state premier in New South Wales and Australia openly admits that restrictions on work movement and life will never end, even with zero cases and 80% of people double vaccinated. Let's play what she had to say here. In the world, even when you get, even if we had zero cases and we were at 80% double dose, you would still have to respect some rules that exist around vaccinations, around social distancing, around mask wearing. So long as Delta and deadly COVID is around, we will always need to live with a measure of restriction. That's it. That is that is the future of Australia as long as these people stay. And, and, and just like spoiler warning here, I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist. I'm also not a doctor, but COVID's always going to be around. There's never going to, it's, there's ne- like the flu is always going to be around. The common mm-hmm. cold is always going to be around. It's a, it's a respiratory virus. Those things don't just magically disappear. We can't vaccinate it out of existence. So it's always going to be around. It's going to be an endemic. Some people will just randomly get COVID. It won't be as bad as it is now, I'm sure. Yeah. And draw this back to my original point of they're fucking locking down the country on one death. There's always going to be COVID. So there's always going to be a situation where one and you death lose occurs. everything. And they can now just use this as perpetual justification to expand government power, to rule over the people. You can't protest about anything. We could control the economy because you can't go to work. Specific things. And just, it's just, it's a, why do we want, who, who the fuck wants to live COVID, that way? COVID gave the elite and the people in charge the right to... The tools. The tools to be complete dictators. I, I mean, no, this is no different. 
Hitler would have loved to have set up Germany oh, yeah. like this, where I'm convinced. Oh, even know. even if there's no more Jews, we will. We're still going to have to listen to it. This, you know what I mean? Like, no matter what happens, she said, if there's zero cases and eighty percent of the entire country, people are is, still going to have to deal with the. Royal you still state. have to wear a mask, and you still. Why are we socially distancing if there's no cases? You you know what I mean? Like, so basically, what you told us is because people got sick last year nothing's ever going back to normal. That's what happens when you keep on bending the knee. That's what happens when you comply, comply, comply. Yeah, I'm not entirely convinced that, you know, like Hydra and the Nazis yeah. are not behind all this. You know, this was their their plan all along yeah. after all these years in the secret uh, to, uh, you know, use... I'm not saying COVID's not real. Again, we're just trying to be a little bit funny here and conspiratorial, but it's, it's fucking suspicious. Um, I mean... Yeah. The ethics of it, too, like... These are your people, and you're just like, that's it. Your fr- your future's yeah. gone. Ha, ha, ha. Get people to beg for the Nazis to rule over them and take their rights. It just, it's insane. Uh, let's give you the white pill now. All right. right? So this is from Reuters. Uh, and Australian PM Morrison defends lockdown strategy as daily cases hit record. Uh, Australia will stick to its lockdown strategy against the coronavirus until at least 70% of its population is fully vaccinated. But after that, it will have to start living with the virus, Prime Minister Scott Morrison said on Sunday. The country set a record with 914 infections. It's like not even that much. but yeah. um, So Scott Morrison, the Prime Minister, goes, you can't live with lockdowns forever. And at some point, you need to make that gear change. And that is done at 70%, Morrison said in a television interview on the Australian Broadcast Corps Insider Program. Lockdowns are a key element of the federal government strategy to rein in outbreaks until the 70% level is reached, with borders being reopened gradually when the figure climbs to 80%. So this directly conflicts basically with what she was saying. We're going to basically have to keep most rules in place even after 80%. But the white pill here is that the prime minister does say, do you believe him? I don't know. Just like every other position. Once we get to 70%, this tyranny will come to an end. Yeah. If you right. comply and do as I say as a tyrannical dictator, right. we will we will stop dictating. Right. Right, maybe, right? But let me, I'm using it as Be the, the white first pill. time in history. I'm using it as the white pill here because he's I would think, right? He's got to be feeling pressure from the the insane amount of protesting that's been happening, right? When you protest, when you take human action, when you get out on the streets, you show the politicians that yeah. no I am serious about this because if I'm fucking serious enough to go out in the street and, and do something about it, then I'm serious enough to vote against your ass to, yeah. to change what I'm doing. So in my opinion, the protesting is working, right? And it's softening his tone of, I better, I better, like, I better open the door yeah, to there something. being a possibility of, of ending the lockdowns at a certain percentage. Again, take it with a, a grain of salt. I don't know. I don't know this guy. But my, you know, I posted a video of the guy on the fucking horse Right, and they can't arrest us yeah, all. And people b- bursting through the uh, the police lines, etc. People are obviously pissed. And the more you like show up in person, especially here in America, America's take a lesson yes. from the other countries around the world. France, Italy, Greece, where all people are showing up. You have to show up in person. I know people have jobs. I know people are busy. Yeah, but you have to like try and make some time. At least go once or twice. It's do it's something called... in person, or you know, to, yep. to, to if you're if you're not happy, you have to fucking do something. Even me and you just sitting here complaining about yep. it ain't enough, right? Like it's that's why I went to that one yeah. protest to try and like, all right, I'm here. I could try and you know show up, show out. It's that's why it's called we the people. 
Because we the people are stronger than the government. We the people are, there's more of us than the government. You know, the government, I think of America, only makes up like 5% of the population or something like that. Where if you had 15% of the population, like, that's it, game over. You know what I mean? Like, not saying that there should be some type of, you know, civil uprising and a coup take place or whatever, but it doesn't take much of we the people to take charge and say yeah the the, the difference is that a lot of people are begging for for well yeah that's that's the crazy beautiful part of this and that makes it even more imperative that you who believe in you know individual rights freedom self-determination have to show up because there's you know there's the useful idiots on the side of the government who want are are begging for this you know they might go protest for it to happen yeah that'll eventually happen you know you see antifa now is is shooting up the streets is like you know beating people up that are protesting against the, yep. the mandates you know like what the, the anti-fascists are pro are beating up people protesting against authoritarianism yeah. i mean it's in, uh, you know clown it, world it gets clown to world. a point where you have to just admit it's impossible for this all not to be nefarious yeah, I agree. There, there is. That's my whole point. It's, it's not about even the virus or about getting no. vaccinated or not. It's about the tyranny that has nothing to do with the health aspect. Of I things. mean, we're I, all the like you know, like people that I talk to that are that are doctors and nurses. Some of them like don't take that aspect into regard. You know, like it's not just about the health. It's about I want America to look like America yeah. next year, not like Nazi Germany. And I'd like for coronavirus to go away and people not die too. But it's not the it's government. Not gonna happen it's, anymore. It's not an excuse for for yeah. me to lose every individual writer. You know, dude. You know, first and foremost, this is a this is a sickness with a ninety nine percent survival rate. A virus with a ninety nine percent survival rate. Over 70% of the people who die have underlying obesity conditions. Um, I had more numbers for this, and it was going to be good. But we, you want it to look like America again. Like This is always going to be around, but this is all happening over such a small percentage. Oh, I know where I was going with this. Um, our good friend uh, Casey Baker posted um, on his Instagram story a, a bar graph of how many people die of what a year. And, like, heart disease and, like, smoking or, like, cancer, the bar was all the way up here while COVID was way down here. Yeah, I can't verify this information, but okay. I have, I mean, no, that's yeah, right. I, if I, we're going to just take from the, yeah. if we're just going to take it from this bar graph. But we've known for a long time that that there's been other things out there that have killed more people last year alone than COVID did. And we're losing all of our rights. They literally, let's just... It's probably safe to say that, like, cancer probably killed more people last year than COVID did, right? We're not locking down and losing our rights because people are dying from cancer, and anyone can get cancer. You know what I mean? Right. Should we all should we all be forced to do chemo now? Right. Yeah, I understand. I understand your point. I'm trying to fact check you here so we don't get banned. Let's do it. Yeah, we're just... Uh... All right, so uh, according to CNBC, you know, they're super liberal... Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is an article from uh, recently, real quick. This is from March 31st, 2021. This so co- COVID ago. was the third leading cause of death among Americans in 2020 behind heart disease and cancer. So you are right. So look, I'm sorry. Anybody can get COVID and anybody can get cancer. Cancer is killing more people than COVID. Why am I not losing my rights over cancer? But 
Australia is completely a Nazi territory now. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I agree. Right. At the end of the day, death is death. I mean, we're going to... We, the Cancer is a sickness. Cancer is a virus. COVID is a sickness. COVID is a virus. Cancer is killing more people. Right. It's just that they're just... It's, it's scary. It's new. It could be transmitted from one person to another. So they're taking that... They're taking that fear, that risk, and they're using it to nefariously nef- yep, you, you know, overreach. You, you saw expand, the words coming out of my expand mouth. Expand government. So let's parlay this now into the boring part of the podcast, but it really won't be boring. And let's talk about the spending bill, the $1.2 trillion spending bill. Biden's favorite Pokemon yes. move, Biden, Biden uses spend. spend. And uh, this, is, this is all going to tie up nicely with a nice bow on top because I'm going to make the libertarian argument here of... This is, an, this is a, the product that you get. Everything you're seeing now as a society is a product that you get when the government keeps growing and growing and growing and growing and growing and growing and growing even f- further than that, right? So let's talk about the, the spending bill. It's $1.2 trillion. It passed in the Senate about three weeks ago now at some point. I've been hanging on to these notes for a while. Uh, the package would be financed through a combination of funds including repurposing unspent emergency relief funds from the COVID-19 pandemic and strengthening tax enforcement for cryptocurrencies. So the thing that wasn't taxable now, they're going to go after that too. The only thing that people are trying to get away from you know, government overreach, they're going to start going after that. Uh, while negotiators said that the cost of the plan would be offset entirely... Hold on, wait the- a second. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I really am. They're going to tax theoretical money. Well, it's not. Well, cryptocurrency is not theoretical. It's 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 hard. It's hard money. But isn't the whole idea of crypto based on the that's this is how much we value it? So this is yeah. Like, then when you when you I, I assume now what they're going to do is like when you cash out some Bitcoin for yeah. uh you know like for dollars they're going to you know tax the shit. I don't know even what this probably be like is. a seventy percent tax. Yeah. Uh, where was I? So uh, sorry about okay. that. So, so while negotiators said that the cost of the plan would be offset entirely, the Congressional Budget Office predicted it would add about two hundred and fifty-six billion dollars to projected deficits over ten years. And I have a little breakdown here. This bill it includes five hundred and fifty to six hundred billion dollars in new spending. So the way I understand it, it's one point two trillion dollars. About six hundred billion of it is new money that they're going to spend. The other print. the other rest, the right print, right. <laughs> the other rest is is they're going to grab it from other places that was already apportioned for the mm-hmm. budget, right? Uh, and this includes one hundred and ten. So this th- these are some of the things that sound good. I'll give them that in the bill, right? One hundred and ten billion dollars in new funds for roads and bridges. Thirty nine billion for public transit. Sixty six billion for rail. Forty two billion for ports and airports. Sixty-five billion to bring broadband internet to all. Seven point five billion for a national network for electric vehicle chargers. Seven point five billion for electric buses and ferries. Twenty-eight billion for power grid infrastructure improvements. Forty-six billion to mitigate damages of floods, wildfires, and droughts. Fifty-five billion to clean water infrastructure and eliminate lead pipes, like in Flint, Michigan. Uh, 21 billion to clean up contaminated Superfund sites and mine and mines. Superfund sites like a disaster mine site. I have looked that up. Right. That is what I could find, and I did a lot of digging at the time into what's actually infrastructure. But that only totals 487 billion dollars. What did I say before? 600 billion dollars yeah. in new spending. 
Not to mention the one it's one point two trillion dollars overall. So more than half of this I don't know what the fuck they're spending it on, right? And I looked I looked hard when I was researching this. I looked really fucking hard to figure out what they're spending it on. And it was suspiciously hard to find the details of the remaining balance without me going over the remaining two thousand pages. I could have sat there and read the two thousand pages. I ain't gonna do that. And then I'd have to like take notes on it as I'm no. reading it and like Read law lingo. You weren't going to read two thousand, right? Most of the most of the congressmen and women so, didn't read the two thousand pages. Know. I don't know what the rest of the money is going on. It's hard to find out. And my my point here, going back to the government never stops growing and it's out of control, is regardless of who is even the president, right? Because what party's in control? They are addicted to spending money. Even under Trump, they added eight hundred billion dollars to the deficit. You know, mm-hmm. his his rationale was we're gonna we're going to like. Uh, out-earned that in order to pay it back. But they still spent mad money, even under Trump. So it doesn't even matter if you put your fucking hero in there to the MAGA people. He's still going to spend a shit ton of money, right? Um, For 2021, they already had a projected budget of $6.8 trillion. And they have the $3.5 trillion bill that that we're talking about coming up, right? That's coming up too. $6.8 trillion plus $3.5 trillion uh, reconciliation bill coming up. What the fuck do you even have a budget for, right? <laughs> yeah. If this, if the budget was six point eight trillion dollars, right? I'm gonna let me make this practical, right? Me and my wife, we have a budget on groceries every every month. We decide we're gonna spend a hundred dollars on groceries. Uh, we get to halfway through the month, and uh, our budget was a thousand dollars for groceries for the month, and we've spent a thousand dollars on groceries. Not even, not even. We've spent five hundred dollars on groceries halfway through the month. Right, and then I say, you know what? Let's add another thousand dollars to the to the budget, even though we haven't even gotten yep. gotten there yet. Why did we even come up with a budget in the first place? Then, like, they don't even have the slightest fucking clue of what budgeting means or how to run a budget. They run they run a budget, and then they just add more money outside of the budget. Well, that's the beautiful to, to part the, of of tax. So you just keep collecting it. Yeah, I mean, we pay we, for all this. Yeah, we and do. we can't even find what half of it is. Right, exactly. You can't. As hard as I tried, I spent hours looking through like articles, research, listening to other people's podcasts that are way smarter than me on the shit, and I couldn't find anything, right? And the libertarian, you know, I try to always like throw a libertarian thing in here. Like, they don't want you spending, the government spending money on anything. They right. want the government as small as possible, as least involved in anything. And I think that's the best bet. But I'm not even going to say that the government's not going to spend on anything. That's, at this point in time, unrealistic. Even if Dave Smith becomes president, they're still going to have a budget. He's going to try his best to cut things down. It's not possible yeah. to just erase it all. But why why can't they just reprioritize some of the budget, this insane budget they already had? Like, they spend $750 billion on, on the military, right? Well, okay, well, we need to fix the lead pipes in Michigan. So why don't we spend... Six hundred billion on the military, yep. and we use the 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 offset to fix the budget. You know the infrastructure things they want. No, they just create new spending plans outside of the budget they already agreed to, and add that to the budget, and then they create more spending plan reconciliation plans after that. It's- what the fuck? That doesn't make any sense to me. Just. In the beginning of the year, I'm sorry I'm ranting here, but in the beginning of the year, just include the whole amount in the budget <laughs> in the fucking first place. Yeah, tell us what it is from the onset. It's. It's a broken system. Shocking. Everything about this country, no matter who's in office, is broken from the ground up. And it's 
There is there is no budget. They they're only describing a budget to us. It's a transfer of wealth. This comes down to you can't tell me once again that there isn't a nefarious aspect to this. You know what I mean? It's just it's a transfer of wealth. It's us being, you know, peed on and basically robbed. I so you did all this research. I haven't really been looking into spending bills. It's all foreign yeah. language yeah, to me. Was, you know, I, I'm shitty enough with my own sexy. money. Yeah. I you know, I'm lucky I could uh, salvage, you know, save my own money and my pennies and my piggy account <laughs> piggy bank and shit. But uh it's just nefarious. We're we're a broken system. There's no accountability and with this administration it's just, it's there's not going to be any type no, of stuff. And even no. with Trump back, he's going to yeah. fucking spend a shit ton of money too. You know. And even is. once Joe Biden's out, and Kamala's in, she'll be writing those right. checks, no problem. And the thing is too, I don't think most people have a, a base understanding of economics or inflation. I just said before that this spending bill is going to add six hundred billion dollars in new money to the budget. I mean, to the deficit. I'm sorry. So How they're do we not. Even afford they're that? not. They are not going to be able to pay for that through taxation. They're, they don't have any money to, to just take out of the bank to yep. pay the bill because they're already, you know, however many trillion dollars in debt that they are. So how do they physically pay these bills? They just print the money. They don't even really print it anymore. They just invent it on a fucking computer ledger. Yeah, they just change the, the numbers. Uh, the, uh, you know, like the uh, the Fed does. What happens when you do that is you, you inflate how much money is in circulation, which means that the money you already have is worth less. If I have $1 and the government invents $2, well, now my dollar's purchasing power only really has like 50 cents. It mm-hmm. might still be called a dollar. A dollar, yeah. Right? Um, so it's, they, this is how they pay for it, right? That's essentially the more like I've looked into this shit. Printing money is taxation. They're taxing you by decreasing yeah. your purchasing power, the value of your money. If you have... That's why Biden is not increasing taxes. His he, one prom- it, it sounds good politically yeah. too, right? He, I'm not, not increasing taxes yeah. on anybody. I'm not. Gonna, I'm just printing a shit ton of money yep. and decreasing the value of your money. I'm sorry to override yeah. you, but if you have right now a lot of money sitting in the bank, a couple hundred thousand, maybe because you're good at saving money, I recommend not a financial advisor. Although I used to do shit like that, so I kind of have a little bit of experience in that. You do something with that and invest it in something because that five hundred thousand dollars is going to be worth like a hundred thousand dollars. The the more you know, yeah. it, it might it's still more be called. Five hundred thousand dollars, but you're not going. You're only going to be able to buy a hundred thousand dollars worth mm. of something in a, in a few years. Yeah. yeah. It, this is it. The government, you know. Yeah. The more they, we, the worse that the more they grow, the yeah. worse they get. It's it's grown, and this is everything. Woke goes to shit, as Trump says. Like everything. This is what we've reaped. We've allowed to. We've allowed the government to grow and overstep and get so crazy. That our money is going to be worthless. We allowed them to get so crazy with COVID. Our constitution's on the line. Our rights, our freedoms are on the line. You reap what you sow. Yeah. You know, and the people have promoted and pushed a broken system from before we were probably born. Yeah. And this is this is the results of of what goes on when you mm-hmm. just you incur a debt to the truth for lying. You, you you're corrupt. It, it it comes crashing down one day. Yeah. I, uh, and the only worst part is that we suffer. Yeah. You know, and my argument here is going to come down to it's it's the government that's the problem. Even choosing Trump as your hero, we, I've made the the uh, comparison to like giving Ron DeSantis the sword yeah. and him using it for the right reasons. That's not a great. I've I found a better 
comparison, right? Because I just recently found out that J.R. Tolkien, who wrote The Lord of the Rings, was an anarchist, which is <laughs> makes a tremendous amount of sense. And, and I sat there and thought about it. The ring is the perfect example of government power. Right. The ring is this insanely evil thing. And in one of the movies, remember, there uh, was, I think, Boromir. We should take this as a gift and use it against our enemies. So think of Boromir as Ron DeSantis. We should yeah. take this gift and use it against our enemies, the woke people. And Aragorn says, you cannot wield it, right? It'll just corrupt yeah, you and corrupt make you. it worse. The, the ring can only be destroyed. The government needs to only be eliminated, you know. Shrunk, yeah. Shrunk. That's the only answer to all these fucking problems. Yep. That we have right now. Cast the ring into Mount Doom. I, not I agree. give Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis the ring. Because yeah, they might win a battle or two for you, but the problem, the ring still remains. Yeah. There's still gonna be the corruption. Yeah. Yeah, no, the the growth and overstepping is what's broken every institution. It because where you're more concerned about policy than, you know, actual actions and stuff, mm -hmm. and no one gets held accountable. So it just whoever wields it gets corrupt. Yep. And then my final point here to tie it back to Afghanistan in the beginning. One of the things we forgot to mention before was uh, Taiwan and China. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one of your questions was about Taiwan and China taking over Taiwan and your concern over that. And then me and you had the discussion the other day. I'm like, who gives a fuck? Yep. That's their fucking problem, right? My point that I said I was going to save my bullets was that I'm more worried about our own government yeah. oppressing us than the CCP. That doesn't mean that they're good guys yeah. or that I don't, you know, that I like what they're doing. But right now... I'm more worried about the American government, you yeah. know, ruling over me and oppressing me than I am the Chinese government. Or the, the Australian government. Chinese TikTok app has done wonders yeah. <laughs> for our show and our freedom of speech yeah. more than the American companies yep. have. So, you know, does that make them good guys? No, but, you know. I know. That's, the way I, that's my point. That Who cares about Taiwan? I'm not, it's not, it's, let's worry about ourselves right now. Yeah, I agree with that. We, uh, we need to make America first again. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so we're good? Yeah. It's That's, hot, it's I'm done. Here. Yes, yeah, it is hot summer, in here. Summer podcasts in here. Uh, I can't keep the air conditioner running, and the, it's like a it's like a boiling pot in here. Yeah. The longer we go, the, the more the temperature goes up. It means it's so heavily insulated for the winter. Yeah, it's, yes, it's 79 <laughs> in here oh, right now. Oh, God. So that's, right. it, that's it. Once we reach 80, podcast's over. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Doom Nation, thank you guys for joining in for another episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe as always. Doom Nation, thank you guys. Peace out. One thing I want to add real quick, we were on the Unfit Statesman podcast. Yes, we recorded with week. him on Saturday, so that should be coming out some point soon. Check out the Unfit Statesman. Fun guy. We had a good time. Talking yes, great time. conversation. Yeah. Later. Peace.